What's up everybody and welcome to Found Flicks. On this inning explain we're looking at hatching. Following a young gymnast who desperately tries to please her mother and discovers a strange egg. She hides it and keeps it warm but when it hatches what emerges will shock them all. All the way from Finland comes this strange body horror infused fairy tale. Wasn't quite what I expected as the family itself and their bizarre relationships became more pivotal to the story rather than the horror being at the forefront. I also assumed this must have been based on a finished folktale, but apparently not. It's an original idea. How about that? While it might not be completely horror-centric, it does have some incredible practical effects on display with the bizarre giant bird baby. It's really just kind of gross and awesome, which works a thousand times better with a real puppet rather than CG. There are many questions with how things play out and how this thing came to be in the first place. Much is left vague on purpose because those aspects aren't as important as the family. As we discover more about how the family functions, this ultimately helps us understand the point and themes of the story, as well as the meaning of the ending. So let's check out Hatching, breaking down the story, including the important family dynamics at play, as well as explaining the ending and what it means. Young Tinya does some stretches in the living room, and we realize her mother is filming her, who reaches out to give her a tickle surprise. The two laugh, and mom gets some tickles of her own. Then it's dad's turn. Ho <laughs> tickles for all. The family gather on the couch, including her younger brother Matthias, and my goodness, don't they look like the most perfect family? Mom signs off with a message, I hope every day of your life is as lovely as ours, and the family all give warm goodbyes. Well, so mom has some kind of family blog thing going, and I'm already willing to bet things are a bit different behind the internet facade. There's a sudden splat at the window, noticing a bloody feather. Tina opens the window and a blackbird flies inside. It's a whirlwind with it all over the room, and the family trying to catch it. Tinia wisely grabs a blanket and tosses it over the bird, allowing her to easily retrieve it. She asks to bring it outside, and mom instead tells her to bring it here. She takes it in her arms, and without a second thought, snaps its neck. Already I'm like, hmm, something up with this lady. Tinia is told to take it to the compost can. Moments later, the bird stirs back to life. The girl happens upon a new neighbor, Rita, playing outside along with her dog. Tinia asks to pet it, and it snaps at her. She apologizes, saying the pup has never hurt anyone and Tinia only blames herself and apologizes. Mom sings a lullaby, Ali's child, to put Matias to sleep, and he keeps barking for her to sing louder. Well, he's already a real charmer. Tinia enters and the pair duet, with lyrics all about a lost baby bird who has no parents to love it, no one to take care of them. Later, Tinia informs Mom that he's asleep, and she calls her over to show off her latest video. It's a whole new intro into their lovely everyday life. The family runs around, all dressed up and beaming with smiles, just having a grand old time. Mom welcomes viewers to her vlog, all about the everyday life of a normal Finnish family. She intros each member of the family, and Tinia notices something in the footage that worries her. In her moves, she had her feet technically in the wrong position, and Mom assures her that they'll edit it out. This is our first real hint of the relationship, the mom expecting complete perfection from Tinia at all times. Even noticing a little error in her mom's dumbass video causes her concern. This is further established when Tinia brings up hanging out with Rita tomorrow. Her mom saw She's supposed to focus on the competition. Has she changed her priorities? Again, yikes, not even allowed to hang out with a new pal. Gotta focus on your gymnastics, honey. Later in bed, she is roused out by strange screeching coming from the open window. She returns to the can and the bird has vanished, immediately hearing it squawking somewhere nearby. She follows the sounds into the nearby woods and finds the bird looking weak and chirping in the dirt. She tells the bird that she's here to help it. There's nothing to worry about. It too tries to chomp at her. She quickly changes her tune 
balloon and goes for a rock in consideration. She lifts it high in the air and smashes it down repeatedly until its head is pretty much entirely gone. Woo, that was a big change from helping to annihilation. I can't help but think she went this route due to her mother's influence. That's what she did and she knows best, so Tinya has to follow suit. She looks a bit traumatized after completing the deed and then notices in the nest there is still one egg left. She decides to take it home and nestles it under her teddy in bed to keep it warm. She then is back to practicing her moves at the gym. The coach instructs her to go already and Tinya leaps onto the bars and pulls off an impressive set of maneuvers, yet she doesn't stick the landing. Coach suggests that she is hesitating. You have to trust yourself. Tinya apologizes and she tells her to stuff her saris. If she can't complete the set, then she won't be in the competition. Some other girls invite her to hang out, but she excuses that she has to go on a run. As they walk off, they whisper about why she even asked. Tinya never hangs out with anyone. She comes home to a disturbing sight. Her mom is there getting a new chandelier installed along with some guy. She weirdly rubs his leg, red flag for sure, but then the two start making out with him touching her butt and stuff. Only now does mother notice her presence and she only gives a casual, oh hey, this is Taro. Wow, it's kind of impressive really. She's not even like, oh no honey, this isn't what it looks like or you know anything like that. Just like, hey, this is a dude I'm having an affair with. No big deal, sweetie. Mother later tries to butter her up with a snazzy new dance outfit and Tinya broaches the subject of the man. Mom carefully chooses her words saying, sometimes adults have special friends, but what about dad? Well, dad is dad. You know what he's like, they chuckle. Oh, stupid old dad. What a dum-dum. She asks Tinya to keep this between them and reveals that she's going away for a couple days. After she leaves, Tinya checks on her egg and can now hear the heart beating from within. Tinya tries to talk to her dad, who's off by himself fiddling with guitars. He asks about the trip and she fibs, yeah, it's supposed to be a really great vlogging seminar. That's nice, he smiles and shows off a new axe he's recently purchased. And they both agree. It's nice. They give an awkward okay, and he's back to his headphones. Well, if we're wondering why mom has a wandering eye, it looks like the dad is just like the most passive person ever on the planet. He's not really involved with the family so much, and that appears to be the way that he prefers it. She checks in on her egg, and the heartbeat is growing louder. And it also has grown much larger in size already. I'd wager at this point it's bigger than it would naturally have ever been. She then nestles it inside of her bear, almost acting like it's heart in a way amongst the stuffing. Back in training, she's doing better, but the stakes are high. There's only one slot left in the competition. Unfortunately, she's got stiff competition in her new neighbor, Rita. And guess what? She's really good also landing that troublesome final landing flip. Coach beams, that was perfect. And Tinia refuses to give up, giving it another shot. She still misses the landing, and mom forces her to keep trying over and over until she gets it right. After a while, her hands are sore and blistered, but mom is undeterred, requesting one more time. After all that, she does finally land it. Hooray! But her mom doesn't congratulate her, instead only nitpicking her more on her finger positioning. Thanks, mom. The egg has gotten even bigger, now spilling out of Teddy's chest. When she places a hand on it, it appears to glow around where she touches. She whispers to the growing creature, everything's okay, I will take care of you. In mom's room, yep, it doesn't even look like she sleeps with her husband. We notice she has several athletic trophies on display, implying that she must have pushed this onto her daughter, rather than her being interested herself. This is potentially further proven, as while checking herself out in the mirror, she pulls up her dress, revealing a long scar on her leg. They don't ever clarify the source of this injury, but I bet that this caused her to not be able to compete anymore, kind of killing her own dream, which would in turn 
and make her push her daughter even harder. The strange facade of her mother continues to come further into focus. She first shows off her new family video, smiling proudly that people love them. But she then confesses to her daughter that she thinks that she's in love. For so many years, she's only been giving to people, thinking that that's what women are supposed to do. But tarot is the best thing that's happened to her. Wow, she is a real piece of work. She basically just admitted she doesn't love her husband or her family. And upon the admission, Tina's smile fades. Mother doesn't even seem to notice, saying she needs to see where this takes her, asking if she understands. Always compliant, Tina squeaks that she does, and Mom is pleased with the answer, informing her she'll be going away again next weekend. Ooh, wonder where she's going. At least her selfishness has allowed Tina to keep her egg unnoticed, because the thing has gotten freaking huge! She lays her head on his side and begins to cry, which spill onto the shell, but then also specifically her tears are absorbed inside. The heartbeat slows and she hears cracking, looking like it's time to hatch. A piece comes off, unveiling an embryonic layer. A clawed hand bursts out, sending her to hide in the closet. She peeks through the crack as the rest of the shell sloughs off, showing what was cooking inside. A rather gnarly looking large bird-like creature. The room goes quiet, and she goes in for another look, seeing only blood and shell fragments on the bed. A huge eye appears at the door, leering and screeching at her. Her father calls to her, and the creature retreats through the window. He asks her what happened, her saying that a bird came in. The next day, they clean up the glass, Dad assuming that it was wounded, inquiring what kind of bird it was. She doesn't know, only that it was a really big one. Yeah, I'll say. She wakes up later to scratching at the window and cautiously pulls the cardboard away, seeing the creature has returned. And it's definitely a giant bird looking guy. Pretty weird. It strolls in and hisses at her and then starts cooing gently. She notices a glass shard lodged in its arm, which she removes. The bird shrieks and she covers her eyes and when it doesn't attack, she sees it has done the same thing as her, kind of mimicking her movements. She reaches out her hand and it gently grabs onto her fingers and then she brings it over to pet its head. After, she notices some goo on her hand and gives it a sniff. Must be pretty rank as she decides to give it a bath. Birdie doesn't like the loofah at first, but still allows her to cleanse it. It starts to actually like it, beginning to coo again when she scrubs it down. It playfully leans down and makes bubbles in the water, and then starts splashing around. Right, there's an important parallel starting to develop here. Seeing this newborn act in a very childlike way, even if it doesn't look like a, you know, human, the behavior is still there. It's pretty clear that it already thinks of Tina as its mother, and then it becomes about the difference between her and her own mom. Mother wants her to act and be a very specific way, and is cold and judgmental most of the time. But for Tina, sure, she was frightened at first, but then instantly loves the creature and cares for it despite its appearance. She sees something in need and wants to help. That's unconditional love, folks. The complete opposite of her mother's whole the best or bust mentality. There's also her little shit brother, who almost barges right in, and he complains of needing to use the restroom. She gets the door locked, telling him to buzz off. And I mean, what? Is there only one bathroom in this whole ass house? Come on now. She tucks it into bed and sings the same lullaby about Allie, the orphan child. The bird gets sleepy and closes its eyes, starting to snore peacefully. Rita's dog starts barking and won't shut up. The bird's eyes shoot open, and we follow his POV as it leaps out the window. Tina starts to breathe heavily as the bird scans for the barking culprit, and the dog whining along with crushing sounds, and yeah, the dog's dead. Not such an innocent little baby bird after all. Things already go to a whole nother level of bizarre, with the girl waking up to the creature looming right on top of her. Its open jaw spills out goo that grotesquely lands right in her mouth. Blech! It rubs her head, and she looks over in horror, seeing a bloody, headless dog body there for her. It really is like a present. It killed it for her. 
However, she immediately vomits at the sight, which the bird starts to gratefully slurp up. Gotta chew up the baby bird's food, you know? Despite all this, Tina does not question her feelings for the baby and buries the body out in the garden, which is witnessed by Matias wearing a weird paper mask. She's confronted in the morning by her father about not letting her brother go to the bathroom. He wound up peeing in his bed. Again, I'm like, dude, use another bathroom. Go in the backyard. Kid's a dingus. He angrily brings up seeing her outside, which she denies. Dad then spies some blood in her bed and believes that he knows what's going on here. She's gotten her menstrual cycle and quickly excuses himself. Mm, this is way out of my pay grade. At a pet store, she peruses several kinds of bird food and is surprised by the gym girls there. They want to know why she didn't come to practice, Tina excusing that she forgot. Rita invites her to walk home and she asks for help with posting something. She pulls out missing dog posters for her pooch. Oh no, Tina offers unconvincingly, already knowing the dog is dead. At home, her family is gathered together looking all picture perfect and her mom even has a gift for her, a comb which she immediately uses to start brushing the kid's hair. Matias instantly throws a hissy fit wanting to know where his present is. Seriously, this kid. And they don't ever say anything about his behavior either. Pretty sure that's the point. And well, I guess this is what happened. No disciplined kid turns into a selfish brat. Way to go, mom. As usual, killing it. He proves this further by going to retrieve the dog's body and plops it down on the table, accusing that his sister did it. His parents assume that an animal must have done it, and the boy turns violent, slamming Tina to the floor, which her bird buddy does not appreciate. Out in the hall, Matias sees a shadow passing by her room, and he enters. Hearing muffled breathing from under the bed, he lifts up a blanket, seeing only darkness. The creature reaches out its hand and claws his mask in half. Simultaneously, Tina starts to convulse violently, and Mom slaps her out of it. As the beast did cross another line, Tina scolds it for its actions, just as her mom enters. She too checks under the bed, but finds nothing there. But something does cause her to shriek. Her fancy new dress suit is all torn up. Liquid drips down, seeing the creature is hiding up in there. Mom demands to know what happened, her giving the reply that it was an accident. That's not good enough for her, and Mom takes her straight on a guilt trip, moaning she thought the competition was as important to her as it is for her. Jeez, this lady is kind of the worst, but yeah, she's not going to be able to hide this thing forever. She does her best to ignore it, but the bird is whining incessantly from the closet. She barks that she told it no, but it will not be quiet. She relents and tries to feed it with bird seed, but it rejects it. So she furiously eats a bunch of handfuls and pukes it up, which is more to the birdie's liking. She notices something new growing out of its body, what looks like a shock of blonde hair. It then surprisingly croaks out a word, Allie, the same orphan child from the lullaby. Clearly the bird can relate to the story. She tucks into bed with the creature nestled underneath. It then rises up and looks like it is physically changing into some new form entirely. It comes to resemble its own mother, Tinya, with Matias encountering what looks like his sister in the halls. But sensing something off, he hightails it back to his room. She then visits mom in her fancy curtain bed, and the clawed fingers go right for her face. Instead, they go down to caress the scar on her leg. It takes her hand in its own, gripping it tight. Mom wakes up, and the creature has vanished, but its tell-tell goo remains, her hand covered in the snaky stuff. If the baby is coming to more resemble Tinya, then it must also be starting to think of her mother as its own, and thusly they have a kind of inherent bond. The beast now has a lot more hair, and just like her mommy, Tinya gingerly combs it, finishing up with a little flower. She holds up a mirror, telling it to look, and it really is looking more and more like her. Tinya smiles as she looks beautiful, always that unconditional love, even as things are starting to go off the rails here. This time at practice, Mother gets to see what a force Rita is for herself, looking on with disdain. After she compliments how great she was, she asks if she wants to be in the competition too. Yup! Well, that means Tinya will have to work extra hard to beat you right, and the girl dutifully nods.
gods. Back at home, she used a ribbon as a makeshift lock to contain the beast, but yeah, it's able to easily bust it off and is set free. After practice, they say bye to Rita, who sets off on her own into the night, walking the whole way for some reason. I'm like, couldn't they have given her a ride? They are literally neighbors. Oh well. Tinia is at least feeling worried, saying that they need to go back for her. On the empty road, Rita keeps peering over her shoulder, and it's seen briefly stalking behind her. Getting frightened, she quickens her pace, and then stops looking around the area. A shadow appears, and Allie shrieks, which Rita does as well. Again, Allie thinks she's actually helping her counterpart by dispatching her rival here, but you know, isn't doing it in the most appropriate of ways. In the car, Tinia can feel that something is happening, and Mother tries to calm her down that everything is okay. Even she was nervous before her first skating competition. But you know the best way to get rid of stress? Well, win the competition and show everyone you're the best. That is maybe the worst parental advice I have ever heard. It is kind of hilarious. She then has a bright idea of how to help reduce stress. How about a weekend at her boyfriend's? Yeah, sounds great, ma. In a room, it looks like Allie has flown the coop, seeing the cardboard flapping along with the open closet doors. Inside, she finds the remnants of its bird skull as it continues to shed its old form and evolve into a new one. Mom gives her some breakfast, telling her to eat up. It is time to head to Tiro's. Dad's staring on obliviously. He shows how clueless he really is, smiling about mother that she's so strong-willed. He always respected her for knowing what she wants. It's easy being with someone like that. Yeah, she agrees. And dad continues that Tiro is a good man and then corrects person. Wow, it's like he's completely let go of the reins here and put mother in control of everything because he can just live on easy street. It almost seems like he even knows about the affair with the whole Tarot's a good man thing. It's like as long as the illusion of their perfect family is maintained, he doesn't even care about her extracurricular activities. Well, time for a road trip to good old Tara's, and his place doesn't make a great impression, looking pretty run down from outside. She then officially meets the man, and he points out that they look identical, to which Tinya responds that her mother has great style, meaning she dresses her, okay, really trying to mold her daughter into her own image there. Surprisingly, a baby starts to cry, and they take her to meet her. It has the same gaudy feminine design of her mother's in the nursery, and mother is head over heels for the child, going on about how sweet she is. Tinya tries to even understand what's happening at this point, and they explain that her mother died in childbirth. This is another aspect never quite clarified, because I was definitely for a second like, uh, is this actually her baby? But I think Tinya is aware enough to have noticed her mom being pregnant, and that would be quite hard to hide for the entire term. I think it's more about that this baby is basically a stranger, and she seems to already love it more than Tinya, saying it has us now, implying her and Taro are now their own family independent of hers. Pretty messed up. There's a scraping at her bedroom window, and Allie has tracked her down and leans over her reflection. They almost nearly match, indicating the increasing doppelganger situation developing here. They share the bed, hearing mother moaning in ecstasy in the other room. Yeah. And Tinia strokes her hair, telling her everything's gonna be okay. Again, very different maternal instincts to play. Mom does another blog, and Tiro doesn't want to show off the house, and she promises you can't even tell. Mother dotes over the baby and its cute outfit and everything, and then gets a call. Tiro encourages the girl to eat, and she spoons at the substance in a strange way. She accidentally spills a little, and Tiro goofs that it's no big deal, tossing off some of his own spoon. Well, that's actually kind of adorable. Maybe this dude isn't so bad after all, but the bonding is interrupted by an update from Mother. Oh no, that's terrible, she utters. In a blindingly white hospital, Tinia is strangely completely by herself and goes to visit the severely injured Rita. Hey, at least Allie didn't kill her. Just took her out long enough for her to do the competition. Regardless, Tinia feels guilty and cries in her room until Allie comes home. She screams to know why she did it and lifts a punishing hand but turns it on herself. Getting emotional, Allie grabs her hand and brings 
brings her close, holding her back until she calms down. Wow, now even the bird doppelganger is acting all motherly, but it did learn from Tinia, not mother. She wakes up later and she's looking more like Tinia than ever, her face now an almost exact match of her own, except for these striking gray eyes. She comes out to Taro working on a chair, admitting that he likes fixing broken things, indicating a connection as she likes to do the same. He's made some custom wrist braces for her gymnastics, and she does a demo of her skills. And Taro politely claps each time. She biffs a move, and he comforts her, it's okay! Again, this guy actually seems alright and encouraging, not pushing her to her limits and beyond like her mom does all the time. It's like he gets it! That mother is kind of a maniac, and it has a profound impact on the girl. She didn't even want to do gymnastics necessarily, it was due to her mother's urging. To make her feel better, he goofily shows off his own moves and keeps falling right over. But things are dashed when hearing Ali screeching loudly from inside, and Tinya excuses herself that she needs to change. Hiro decides to follow after, hearing coughing coming from the girl's room. It's Tinya barfing up some more food for Ali. He knocks, asking if everything's okay, and tries the door, which he rushes to keep closed. He overpowers her, and she backs away behind it, Tiro getting an eyeful of Ali. But he doesn't know the difference. He blankly says they should call her mother, and Ali rushes the door, screaming and scratching. They get the door closed, and see they messed up his hand. This is another important distinction in the whole paternal thing. Tiro actually thought what he saw was Tinya, not Ali, as they look so similar. Then it becomes, how does he react in this situation? Tinya is packed and ready to leave immediately, but Tiro tells her no one is going anywhere. The girl moans about being a terrible person, but he disagrees, well, except for perhaps a moment ago. He brings her in for an embrace, and again the idea is how does someone react in this situation? Tiro is actually a good dude and still doesn't reject Tinya despite what he's just seen. He accepts her for who she is, unlike mom who will never do that. Appropriately at this moment, mother comes bursting in asking if her daughter is ready to go. They can practice some poses first before the competition. She rolls some footage and coaches her through the moves. She maintains her hard nose throughout, telling her she can do better. Tinya stumbles in her landing and mom is upset, shaking her. It's only a question of focus, she claims. The baby starts crying and she instantly rushes to their side, once more illustrating her real priority. Not even her own daughter, she's pretty much a failure to her already. Maybe the new daughter can be better, as she kisses the baby, calling her her mommy. Whoa, okay then. They leave in a rush, and Tinya is worried once more about what Allie will do. Saying goodbye to Taro and the helpless baby. It's time for the big competition, which of course mom has to film for her dumbass blog. Amongst the crowd, Papa gives a hearty wave, while Matthias looks sullen and bored. At Tiro's house, we see Allie standing there on the stairs. Seeing the kind of psychic link between the two again, Tinya is looking dazed until coach snaps her out of it. It's her turn to perform. She leaps into the routine as Allie opens the nursery door. She flips over the bar, losing perspective, and Allie pulls back the curtain, wielding an axe. Tinya starts to panic as she lifts the weapon. To save the baby, she decides to drop, snapping her wrist, also causing Allie to drop the axe, seeing just how connected the two are. If one feels something, so does the other. Allie screeches and leaps out the window, Taro going to retrieve his baby. They get some ice on her injury, and Mother is all supportive and smiles in front of the crowd. They return to Taro's place, and he wants to know what the girl was doing. Mom defends they just came back from the competition, she wasn't even here, but he's not interested, seething that he doesn't want either of them in the house anymore. He, while placing the blame on the wrong girl, does have Mother and Tinya's situation pinned down. Her daughter has problems, but only sees herself and wants nothing to do with any of that. Mother does a last-ditch Hail Mary to save their relationship, but later comes out with her luggage and a stern expression. Mother has a total breakdown, slamming her head on the horn until bloody and primally screams. She cries that she wishes she would just let her be happy, and they continue off into the night, Tinya weeping and mom's face caked in blood. They arrive home, and the family's real foibles have bubbled completely to the surface, dad only one 
wondering what they're doing home early, not even questioning the blood all over his wife's face. Matthias comes down to rub in the fact that his sister failed, and it's like, welcome home, right? In a room, there's soon scrapes of the window, and Tino whispers for Allie to go away. She decides to open the window regardless, and tries to push her back, saying they have to stop doing this. She shoves her, and she falls to the ground. Dad hears the commotion, and asks what she's doing here, Allie slowly backing away. Mother gets her makeup to perfection, and starts doing an update since the last broadcast. She dons a fake smile, saying Tina is fine, thanking the viewers for all their support. She doesn't like to take, and tries again, and lets down the facade briefly. I know I always say how lovely everything is, but an equally important part of our lives is falling apart. Showing any cracks in their persona is enough for mom to admit defeat, putting down the phone. Don't show off your real problems, the viewers don't want that. Tina appears in the doorframe, vowing that she can do better, but mom scowls that she smells. Dad is dealing with Allie, who holds up in the closet. He gives a half-hearted attempt to lure her out, but goes for the big guns with mom. She straight up drags her out of the closet, also not seeing the difference between the two, and chides her for her disheveled appearance. She works out the tangles, wondering how she got so disgusting, and she inadvertently rips a part of her scalp straight off. Mom backs up horrified, and Allie inches closer. She lunges at her, but doesn't attack, stroking her hair. Mother tries to get loose, and Allie digs her claws deep into her back. Tanya then enters and pulls her clone away. They stand up, and Mother finally sees the two side by side, now pretty close to perfect copies. Allie growls and goes for Mom, but Tanya steps in, shouting for her to go away. Nobody wants her! Allie's bones start cracking, and she emits a demonic screech. She opens her jaw wide, which then separates completely, and she runs off. Mom is beside herself, not knowing what the hell that was. I hatched it, Tanya cries. Everything is its fault. I just wanted to go away. Now that there's an external excuse for her daughter's behavior, Mother finally shows some signs of compassion. Oh, baby, she sighs, and brings her in, calling her Mommy Sweet Girl, and gives her a big hug. Now united, they knife up to take out their unwelcome visitor. They traverse the halls and take cover when hearing a door slam. They round the corner, and it's just useless Dad and Matias. Mom explains about what's going on. She smiles that it's responsible for everything. If they get rid of it, all of their problems are over. Well, I don't think that's exactly true. She orders Pops to watch the boy, and they continue on. They search Tina's room in the usual spots, and Allie leaps on a mother's back, causing her to drop the knife. She struggles to retrieve it, but Allie holds her back. She keeps reaching and manages to get the knife and stabs it into Allie's leg, also harming Tina. She tries to explain how they're connected to her mother, but she believes everything is under control. You wanted to get rid of it, right? Well, yeah, but I also hatched it, she tries to relay, but Mom isn't listening as usual, and with a death glare in her eyes, goes to stab Allie. But Tina steps in to defend her doppelganger, and the blade ends up going through her chest. Mother drops the blade, stammering in disbelief. No, no, no! And Allie falls to her knees. Tina collapses right on top of her and bleeds into her copy's mouth. Dad and Mateus then enter, late to the party as usual, and Allie rolls off Tinya, who's definitely dead. Allie's jaw starts healing itself, and her eye color changes to match Tinya's. She starts croaking and forms out the word mother. To everyone's shock, Allie rises up looking confident, and it's at this surprising turn of events that our story concludes. This definitely leaves us with a few questions that all kind of tie everything together. First of all, what exactly was behind what happened? It definitely is all kicked off right at the beginning when the bird flies randomly into their lives. Tinya wants to help it, and Mother coldly snaps its neck. After this and its resurrection, Tinya is led right to the egg, and of course, thanks to her tears, the creature starts to mutate into resembling her own physical appearance. I think it's all really about the mom here, and having her experience some kind of karma. In the end, she does kill Tinya 
Tinya, even if by accident, and I think this would be very difficult for her to deal with. Now with Tinya gone, Allie sees Mother as her mom, sorry she's not ever given a proper name, I could see her just picking right back up with her faux perfect family image, but now with Allie acting as her daughter, which as we know is going to be difficult with her murderous tendencies, and that's why to me this whole supernatural scenario was spurned on due to her behavior. And now she has to live with this monstrous version as punishment. Bad luck, lady. That brings us to the conclusion of this ending explained for hatching. Don't forget, before we go, you can send me requests for any movies or TV shows you'd like to see me explain by sending them my way on any of my social media accounts at Foundflix. What did you guys think of hatching and its ending? What do you think it all means? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. Thanks for watching Foundflix. See you next time.